Okay, um, this is gonna be interesting because I have literally no idea what the sound quality is like on this. So I'm gonna turn the mic up a little bit and just hope and pray that in editing everything turns out fine because I cannot hear myself because I couldn't figure out where to plug in the headphones. We're in a new setup today, so we're just gonna go with it and hope for the best. And I'm also going to try not to watch the little line drawing my uh, seismograph. No, that's a that's an earthquake thing. I'm going to try not to look at the sound wave thing because it's going to mess me up. But anyways, hello everybody and welcome back to Midweek Musings. This is week six of the podcast. Um, we are recording in the actual radio room of KALA, so that's kind of fun. Um, out of the podcasting room, which is wildly hot, even when it's cold outside. And here it's a pretty decent temperature, so hopefully I don't end up a sweaty ball of Evie by the end of this. Anyways, if you're new around here, my name is Evie, and I'm a student at SAU. This is my podcast, Midweek Musings. Anyways, by the time you're listening to this episode, it's going to be May, and that's honestly crazy to think about, even though as I'm recording this, it's the end of April. It just feels like April went by in literally two days, <laughs> um, but that means that there's only going to be a couple more weeks of the semester left, I think, including the, or no, the week you're listening to this, there'll be three weeks left, including finals week. So I may re- pre-record a bunch of podcast episodes and then have them air over the summer but that involves doing a lot of work so we're gonna see if I have time for that otherwise I'll catch you guys next semester after the next few episodes obviously I'm not just gonna quit on you now but today is episode six and it's gonna be a bit darker than some of the last episodes especially last week which was literally just about food comparisons and food debates which was super fun but the topic of today's episode is if it were possible, would you go back in time and kill Adolf Hitler as a baby? The more important question, however, being should you kill baby Hitler and what are the consequences of taking such an action? I recommend before you listen to this that you go back and listen to episode one of Midweek Musings where we discuss time and time travel. It might help you look at like the time side of this rather than the ethical side because we're going to focus more on the ethics of killing baby Hitler. So, let's start by first talking about the question at hand. Of course, at first glance, there's no right answer to the question. If you say yes, that you would kill baby Hitler, in theory, you'd be stopping one of the worst periods of human history from ever occurring. But what would the effects of changing the course of history be? Maybe things would turn out worse than before. And if you say no, you wouldn't kill baby Hitler, well, in theory, you could have stopped one of the worst periods of human history. So before we get into it, I would like to give my personal opinion. This is like my opinion pre-research. So pre-research, I was on team don't kill baby Hitler because it's a baby. And that makes me feel icky because I don't think I could kill anyone, let alone a a live human baby that has been born already. Just thought I'd add that. Because I feel like if I was to go back in time with this like intent to kill baby Hitler, I would see him as a baby and be like, oh, dang. That's a real live baby. I, no, I couldn't. I, that's gross. Even if he was an ugly baby, which he probably was, let's be honest. To me, he hasn't done anything wrong yet as a baby. It's sort of like he's innocent until proven guilty, and delivering the punishment before the crime is bad, as we learn in like every movie and book where they, where they invent some sort of like machine that can tell who's going to commit a crime or become a terrorist, you know? 
they always say, like, don't deliver the punishment before the crime. For me, I don't think I would. And I would be too scared of what other things could come from that just because of what I know about time travel. That was my two cents, my personal opinion. Um, Now let's move on to the facts and end my ramblings and speculations. I want to start out by giving some background and information about time travel. If you listened to my very first episode about time, I discussed a little bit about how I think time travel could be possible with the whole traveling at the speed of light and starting to move backwards as time moves slower. It's confusing, I know, but I think if it was possible to travel at the speed of light, it would be possible to time travel. But for the sake of for the sake of this question, it doesn't really matter if time travel is possible because it's all theoretical anyways. Today we're going to focus more about the history and the concept of time travel as well as the implications that it would have on decision making. So the first instance that time travel really got any mention as a concept was in 1895 when H.G. Wells wrote The Time Machine. Now, I haven't read this book, and I want to, but I haven't. It's kind of embarrassing, but here's a summary found online if you're like me and also have not read it. The Time Machine offers a dystopian vision of humanity's future. A scientist builds a time machine and travels to the future. He finds that humanity has developed into two races, the childlike Eloy and the monstrous Morlocks, and I just hope I'm saying those names right. His machine disappears, so he explores the future world. After narrowly escaping capture by the Morlocks, the time traveler recovers his machine and journeys further towards the world's end before returning to his own time. Soon after, he embarks on another trip, never to return again. Wells' support for democratic socialism was predicated on his belief that class divisions were incompatible with scientific advancement. So he wrote about a huge class division that led to the end of the world. That's the entire concept of this book, is that it's about, it's like a commentary on class division. The Time Machine is a dystopian science fiction tale. The author imagines a dark, rather than utopian, future for society and grounds those ideas in scientific principles and theories. So fun fact that I found out after reading about his book is that Wells describes the time machine as a bicycle. And I just think that's so cute because bikes were like a new thing back then. So he's describing it and everyone's starting to build this image of what it looks like in their head. And then you realize that it's a bike. I love it. That was the first time that time travel was really mentioned in pop culture. But as it became more popular with books and really just books, I was going to say books and movies, but just books for a while. (laughs) Um, As it became more popular, so did all the twists and turns and rules about how time travel would work. More and more questions were brought up, such as what would happen if you went back in time and met yourself? And that has been debated a lot. From there, it was only a matter of time before time travel was used to kill. In 1941, a man wrote under the pen name Ralph Milne Farley. He wrote, I killed Hitler. This book literally came out before the Pearl Harbor attack, which I think is so crazy. It's almost like he time traveled and wrote it. I mean, obviously not. And obviously Hitler had already done bad things before that and he didn't do the Pearl Harbor attack. But it's just like this was this was written and produced before the United States even entered World War II. It just puts things into perspective for me at least. In this book, the main character travels to 1899 to kill baby Adolf, which opens up many different problems. The two main problems being, one, the scientific issue, could it happen? And then two, the the ethical question of if I could do that, should I do that, and would I do that? 
that the that being killing baby Hitler. Time travel became so often about regret and about the things in the past that we wanted to change or do over. In this case, there was an entire planet allowing this man to become who he was. This entire planet's regret sort of brought about this question of would we kill baby Hitler? In the story, I killed Hitler. Killing Hitler didn't even work. In the story, he did end up killing baby Hitler, and then the main character himself became a Hitler-like dictator. In these stories, when you change history, you usually don't get the result you're looking for. Another instance of killing Hitler in pop culture is in a rather famous episode of The Twilight Zone. Just a little plug for The Twilight Zone. I love it. That's all I had to say. In this episode, a character is sent back in time to kill baby Hitler, and succeeds. As in, they killed him. But Hitler's mother then adopts another baby and raises it the same way as Adolf. And then this baby grows up to commit all of the same crimes that history records in his name. The trajectory of history simply can't be altered, according to these books and shows. So from here, we also start to get this idea that every day, in every action that we do, we are at a turning point in history, whether it's obvious to us or not. Some points have more bearing than others, but we don't know the difference in the moment when we're making a decision. No one says, what you do in the next five minutes will change the course of history, because obviously, no one knows what moments are going to change history. We are constantly contemplating monumentous decisions. We are constantly contemplating monumentous decisions that we both have to feel the weight of and also the futility of because the many laws of unintended consequences. We have to do the best we can with each decision according to these time travel narratives. So that was a little interesting deep dive into the history of time travel. If you heard that crash, it was because I dropped my laptop on the soundboard. Dave, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, anyways. I feel like every other statement out of my mouth is just something that doesn't make any sense and is extremely paradoxical. Which is a perfect segue into the next segment, which is about the paradox of killing baby Hitler. If you kill Hitler, you likely created a world in which there was no World War II. And definitely a world with no Hitler. So if you make it... So if you make that the future a world that Hitler never existed in, you would not have a reason to travel back in time and kill Hitler. So in that case, Hitler would still survive to adulthood. And then you're back to where you started. Hopefully I explained that okay. It makes like no sense, but so much sense at the same time. So basically, you kill Hitler, he doesn't exist. So future you doesn't have a reason to kill him. In that case, Hitler did exist and then grows up and then you go back and kill him, but then you see what I'm getting at here? This cycle just repeats and nothing, nothing ever happens. But there is another idea, which is the multiverse theory, which means that in time travel, traveling back in time actually creates a parallel universe, in which case eliminating Hitler would create a new timeline without him in it. But also in this theory, the old timeline still exists. So it, killing Hitler still doesn't solve the problem. So basically, if, if time travel were to exist, it would be impossible to kill baby Hitler to create a better future. We could easily end the episode here and say it doesn't matter whether we should or whether we would kill him because we can't. And even if time travel existed, we wouldn't be able to. So what's the point? And to that I say, where's the fun in that? Because we're going to keep researching and we're going to get to the bottom of this, regardless of the paradoxes that are present. Because if I end the podcast now, 
Well, first of all, there's no point in even having the podcast. And two, it would be extremely short and uninteresting. So let's get into the real stuff here. Let's assume that it's possible to kill Hitler and it makes sense. Here's the argument for killing baby Hitler. This is, this is the people who say, heck yeah, if time travel ever exists, get me in that time machine, take me back to 1899, and I'm going to murder that baby. Um, I hope nobody ever listens to this podcast out of context because it would just it would make me seem like a really weird, um, really bad person. The argument is literally just that taking him out would save 6 to 11 million people. It would save millions of people. It would prevent World War II. It would stop. I mean, the effects of that would be just countless, endless. It would it would completely reshape American history and the American future because so much of what we are today is as a result of World War II and the effects of that. Okay, this is the argument against killing him. According to Matt Ford of the Atlantic Magazine, Hitler's absence from history would not remove the underlying political ideologies or social movements that fueled his ascendancy. Before his rise to power, eugenic theories already held sway in Western countries. Anti-Semitism had already infected civic discourse and state policy, even in the United States. Concepts like ethnic hierarchies and racial supremacy influenced mainstream political thought in Germany and throughout the West. Focusing on Hitler's central role in the Holocaust also risks ignoring the thousands of participants who helped carry it out, both within Germany and throughout occupied Europe, and on the social and political forces that preceded it. It's not impossible that in a climate of economic depression and scientific racism, another German leader could also move towards a similar genocidal end, even if he deviated from Hitler's exact worldview or methods. So I think the general conclusion from that long statement by Matt Ford is that even without Hitler, the political and economic climate of Europe at the time would have led to another Hitler rising to power anyways. And I think that makes a lot of sense because World War I happened completely regardless of Hitler. So who's to say that World War II couldn't have? I mean, World War I made Europe extremely unstable. So... I, I think Hitler was mostly just the tipping point that pushed it over the edge into a second world war. So I think if somebody else had had the chance to do that, it would have happened. Now, there's another facet to that argument, and it's that instead of killing him, you should change his environment. Because there would be a lot, first of all, there'd be a lot of issues that would arise if a time travel went, time traveler went back in time, went up to Hitler's mother and said, I'm going to kill your baby. There'd be a lot of issues with that, especially for the people in 1940s or the actually no, the people in the 1890s when Hitler was born. The best course of action would be to change the environment he grew up in. It's no secret that the way Adolf turned out was due to his due in part to his childhood, such as getting rejected from art school. That is something that I always remember about Hitler because we learned about him in world history in ninth grade. Ninth grade world history. That is the only thing I remember from that class was the one day our teacher was gone and we watched a documentary about Hitler with a substitute teacher. This is literally all I learned that entire year. It has served me well in in writing this episode. But anyways, he got rejected from art school, okay? And that, from what I understand, is kind of something that started this long string of downward spiraling events that led to him becoming 
a nut job, honestly. So what would have happened if he would have gotten accepted into art school or he would have not had such a tragic childhood, you know? Even if just a time traveler could go back in time to the person who is like, like the admissions person for this art school and just be like, yo, I'm going to slip you a 20 if you accept Adolf. And they would be like, bro, $20 is so much money because <laughs> that was before inflation. <laughs> and they would accept him, you know? And then maybe he'd become an artist and he would have famous paintings in the Louvre now instead of everything else that happened. It's still dangerous though because of what I was talking about earlier with the political, racial, and economic climate of the time that another leader could still rise to power. So we that wouldn't necessarily fix it. However, I have found a more interesting angle to take than any that I've mentioned thus far. I found a source that was specifically a Jewish response to this question, which I think is very appropriate and very needed when having this discussion about killing Hitler, because it's easy for people who are completely unaffected by the Holocaust to sit back and say with confidence that they wouldn't have killed baby Hitler. So that's why I'm interested to hear from another perspective. In an article written by Rabbi Benjamin Bletch, I was able to find an excerpt of scripture that he uses to formulate the Jewish response to this question. I'll do my best to read it to you, and if I butcher anything, I I just I greatly apologize, and I mean that with all sincerity. I feel I'd feel so bad, and I'd be embarrassed, but I'm gonna do my best. As Ishmael was on the verge of death in the desert, God heard the lad's voice, and an angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, "What is troubling you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has led the lad's voice in the place where he is." This is from Genesis 21:17, by the way. The rabbinic commentators tell us that at that moment, the ministering angels were perplexed. They could not understand why God created a well nearby from which Ishmael could drink and be saved. Lord of the universe, they asked, for one who is destined to kill your children with thirst, you are bringing up a well? To which God replied, what is he now, righteous or wicked? They replied, righteous. God said to them, according to his present deeds, I judge him. So here's the conclusion that I was able to draw from this, with the help of the commentary by Rabbi Benjamin. A baby has the potential to be a saint or a sinner. No judgment can ever be made until the choice is actualized. This rabbi is saying that we should not kill baby Hitler because even if we were to go back in time, we can't be sure everything would happen the same way it did, so we would just be killing an innocent baby. Believe it or not, this rabbi says that we should not kill baby Hitler if we are ever able to go back in time. That's crazy to me. Just as somebody who likely has descendants or ancestors who are affected by the Holocaust, that is, that just shows a great level of thoughtfulness and kindness that he'd be able to take, like, that he'd be able to not see this baby and just want to murder it. I feel like even though I said I wouldn't kill it, I would still be filled with rage if I were to see baby Hitler. Now that we've looked at the many different angles of killing, not killing Hitler, the Jewish perspective, the scientific perspective, the economic climate of everything, I honestly still think the question is left up to your own personal beliefs and opinions. And that's the answer. For me, personally, after learning all this, I'm still on team don't kill baby Hitler. I simply feel that, obviously, he is a baby, and I could not kill a baby. So I agree on, with the Jewish rabbi for that, but I, I would rather focus on giving him a better childhood and hope that maybe you wouldn't have another, another leader 
another dictator pop up like him because I do think we should try to rewrite history and make that so that it doesn't happen and I, I do recognize that Europe was on at a tipping point and it just needed something to push it over but maybe without Hitler nothing would have ever pushed it over so I do think that we should let him live but try to give him a better childhood so that he doesn't screw literally everything possible up so if you happen to know how to contact me, you should tell me because I'm not giving you guys my contact information yet. We're not we're not on that level, but you should tell me um, what you think, because I'd be interested to hear other people's opinions on this. Time travel is scary, and I don't like thinking about it too hard for too long because it breaks my brain. But hopefully I made you think and maybe you'll come up with an even better reason to take Hitler out or let him survive because there's definitely more reasons than just the ones I talked about on the podcast today. But that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you so, so much for listening to episode six of Midweek Musings. I can't believe it's already been like six weeks. That's insane. Six weeks ago wasn't even that long, but at the same time, it feels like forever ago. I don't know. I'm just getting all sentimental. (laughs) Anyways, come back next week at 6.30 on Wednesday night to listen on to listen live on 106.1 fm or you can find me on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts i'll see you next time on midweek musings this podcast was recorded at the studios of kala fm st ambrose university opinions expressed are not necessarily those of kala radio or st ambrose university